Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on cricket podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman in Mount Monganui, Tauranga in New Zealand, ahead of a two-test series between New Zealand and England. Uh, it's great to be back. Unfortunately, Jarrah Kimber's back in southeast London. So uh, for this series, I'm joined with a more than respectable um, body double in George DeBell from ESPN Crick Info. We're going to be looking back at every day's play throughout this series before the action turns to Talk Sports live and exclusive coverage of the South Africa series. But before that, it's a small matter of a side that England haven't beaten here in over 10 years. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. So fresh from the uh, press conferences where I heard uh, Kane Williamson refer to his opposite number, Joe Root, as world-class. And Joe Root referred to his opposite number, Kane Williamson, as world-class. And I'm pleased to say world-class uh, cricket uh, writer and broadcaster is uh, with me now. George DeBell, ESPN Crick Infos, at the start of a, a two-test series. And um, some are of the opinion that this may be the toughest task that awaits this England side this winter. Oh, they're all pretty tough, aren't they, playing away? Uh, all overseas tours are really, really difficult. And I think, you know, I know England won in Sri Lanka a year ago, but they're going to have to go back there at some stage, and that will be really difficult as well. But you're right, England have won in New Zealand once this century in a test series. And the conditions don't do anything for them, you know. They don't really like playing with a kookaburra ball. England played with the Dukes ball in England. It doesn't do a lot. Uh, I think that their, their seamers are going to find it really, really hard work, yeah. Right, so where are we? This is uh, the first time either of us two have been at this ground. I believe you do have a New Zealand passport, so maybe you holiday here as holiday here as a youngster. Um, but we are in uh, we're, we're in the pond in New Zealand where New Zealanders go on holiday. It's uh, it's a nice spot, but it's kind of a bit of a weird uh, location for a cricket ground, isn't it? Shall we walk? By the way, should we just have a little, little okay. walk? Okay, yeah, we can walk. Um, it's Look, the town's nice and the beach mm. is nice, but we're actually sort of in an industrial estate, <laughs> yeah. aren't we? There's a very large factory to our right. And it's, it's really odd because we were both quite cold yesterday. And yet I am horrifically sunburned. If I was a steak, I'd send me back for being too well done. 
Uh, so it's, it's a funny place. People have got to wear a lot of sunscreen. There's no ozone here, is there? There's no ozone, and there is absolutely no shelter. I remember being at the Adelaide Oval in 2010, and it was 36 degrees heat. And all that uh, the people there were trying to do, because it was so ridiculously hot, was trying to get into shade. So they were either trying to get to the members' stand uh, or trying to get into one of the big stands on the side. It's a different ground now, of course. But looking around this, well, essentially it's a park. If it either rains, it's too windy, or the sun comes out and the sun is forecast to come out, there's no escape at all. No, there's not. And, and uh, I hope people are aware of that. On a serious note, the England supporters in particular have to be made aware of that because if they just come here and have a few beers and think that they're sitting in a you know fairly comfortable temperature they are going to burn horrifically because you sunburn here more than you do anywhere in the world it's it's really quite something and I can't believe I've been so stupid enough as you say got a passport and I am burnt like an idiot it's weird you can burn in the rain here can't you genuinely you can anyway it's a, a slightly funny looking pitch in that it looks very green Shall we go and have a quick look at it? Sure. Uh, but the, the warm-up pitches look quite green too, and they didn't play green. And I think uh, for people who aren't from this part of the world, they maybe don't understand really how, how wet it is here, how much it rains. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it will play like a you know, pitch on a, on a damp day in Northampton or something, or Derby. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of assistance here for any of the bowlers. And I think that um, it will be the Bay of Plenty of Runs. Like it, I like it. See what you did there. Do you think that's one of the reasons that they've actually spared Lockie Ferguson? He's not playing in this Test match. There was some kind of, there was a feeling it was going to be, a, you know, two X-factor bowlers operating around 150k, going up against each other, Archer and Ferguson. But uh, he doesn't play. We're just approaching the strip here. It's very green, isn't it? But we have seen this in New Zealand in the past. You get fooled into thinking that this pitch is only going to get worse, and actually. It gets better and better. But um, in terms of the makeup of, of the attacks, you say that you think that England might struggle a little bit to take the wickets. We have seen that from England in recent times, haven't we? And uh, we've also seen them struggle for runs. And that's really the area we're all hoping for an improvement over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, England's selection, I think, takes into account the lack of runs they've scored in recent times. And they have changed, I think, quite, fairly significantly. For a start, they've picked two specialist opening batsmen. You know, we're expecting Dom Sibley and Rory Burns to open the batting. Now, they are the four men in county cricket in the last few years, uh, and they play a much more sort of patient brand of cricket than we've seen from England, you know, with Jason Roy and whoever opening. So you would expect them to patiently try and see off the new ball and build it in a slightly old-fashioned way. Equally, Ollie Pope has come back into the side, but this time he's batting at number six, mm. which is where he should be batting as a young, talented stroke maker. The first time he came into the side, he batted at four, which was a, a ludicrous decision, really. He'd never come in in the first 20 overs of first-class innings before he's made his test debut. On test debut, he comes in in the ninth over. It was reckless, really, to expect a young guy to do a job he had never done in first-class cricket at the highest level. So now I think they've given themselves the best chance to get the best out of nearly all the players they've picked. And they still have that engine room, you know, uh, Stokes at five, Butler at seven, Pope six, uh, Root four. That's significant too, Root moving down to the position which we know he's more comfortable in. So I do think they've made some changes, and I think they're very positive changes. I agree. I also think that they're actually... You know, to really mess with the system, you need to know the system. And I thought at times England were being too clever for their own good. But essentially, 
managed to work themselves into this weird wormhole where they had a, a, an opener in Denley wasn't an opener a number three in route wanted to bat at four Ollie Pope batted at four when he should have been at six Josh Butler was a specialist at seven Johnny Bairstow who had done well at seven was suddenly at number six yada 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 suddenly uh, I do say this aware that we could be one world class Trent Bolt swing ball new ball display away from England once again being 75 for four but it looks like a proper batting lineup. Now, something else that came out of that press conference, which I thought was quite interesting, Lockie Ferguson isn't playing for New Zealand. Guess what he's doing instead of playing for New Zealand? Yeah, he's going to go and play domestic cricket and get some overs under his belt, which is interesting. <laughs> to be fair, they haven't had a lot of first-class crickets. So uh, I, I think Kane Williamson's only played one game, although they played tests since the World Cup. But yeah, look, it, it's an issue for players from every country trying to get enough Red Bull cricket these days. Mm. Um, it is interesting. Lockie looks great. We've seen him bowling in the nets today, and he does look like a formidable prospect. I think there's an element, though, that they're trying to be loyal to the players who yeah. have got them to number two in the yeah. world rankings. Uh, and, and that's got to be a good thing. So Southie was probably the one, maybe, who was at risk as much as Wagner was. Uh, and also, does it look like a pitch that's actually going to encourage pace bowling? Well, I'm not absolutely sure that it does. Um, and also, that I think they've got something like five tests in the next seven weeks or something. I'm sure Lockie Ferguson will make his debut in the next few weeks. Uh, and, you know, hopefully from our perspective, it will be uh, next week in Hamilton. How do you assess this New Zealand side then? Um, you make mention of the fact they're number two in the world. That No matter what ranking you look at, they're above England in it. And... They've beaten India, England, of course. The last time England were out here was a drawn series a time before that. And England quite fortunate to get away with the draw as well. Drawn series in 2015 in England. Joe Root was asked, are England the underdogs coming into this test series? Um, I won't go that far, but certainly this is a, as good and as competitive a New Zealand side as, as, as there's been in, in quite some time. I'm not positive. I agree there. I think they're in a bit of a transition. It's yeah. good that we don't agree. You don't have to always. This is the thing with cricket. Well, you sometimes feel like you have to agree about everything. But you know, to, to be honest, I'm still reeling from being called Jared's body double, which is a new low. <laughs> I think I've got to say. Anyway, um, he does work out more than he used to. He this does. Is, it's not death of a gentleman days. No, <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I, I think they're still reeling from the retirement of some players, to be fair. You know, it's very difficult to replace, I don't know, McCullum, Vittori, uh, Fleming, going back a bit further. That's very difficult, and I think they are quite reliant on some senior players now. I'm not sure they have the strength of spin that they once had. You know, Santa will play. Uh, I think they're very reliant on uh, Bolt. And what we've seen with previous tours is that Bolt and Southie in particular are able to get the Kookaburra ball to swing. And England just haven't been able to. Even Jimmy Anderson couldn't when he was here. So that England have to find a way to do that. And actually, that might be crucial. Look, unless you get lateral movement in Test cricket, you are struggling. And um, obviously, Jofra gives England uh, something different, something that they've been crying out for for a long time. But what we saw from the warm-up game was they looked massively reliant on Jofra. And every time he came off, the batsmen looked much, much more comfortable. So the other bowlers have to find a way to be threatening and not just bowl really, really dry. Because what we saw with Steve Smith in Australia and what I suspect we'll see with Kane Williamson is if you try and wear them down, they'll, they'll, just, they'll, they'll happily score at you know, 50 runs per 100 balls and grind out big hundreds. And uh, Smith outpatienced England in both ashes, home and away. 
and I think Kane Williamson will probably try and do the same. You need a bit more than patience. Where is England in terms of Joe Root's captaincy? Because for the first time, real questions were being asked this summer. Uh, that went at the Oval, probably well, delayed them. Not by the management, I think. I, I really don't think that he or Ashley Giles really thought about alternatives seriously at all. Now, maybe they should. The thing I'm most worried about Joe Root is that he sort of stops scoring runs as captain. I think he's averaging under 40. Uh, and with England's batting as it is, they actually need him to be stacking up huge scores. He's fallen way behind Smith and Williamson and Coley in, in the sort of standards of test cricket right now. And, and they need a lot more from him. Now, if there's evidence this winter that the batting is diluting his effectiveness, sorry, the captaincy is diluting his effectiveness as a batsman, then maybe they do have to look elsewhere. But, the, you know, there's a very obvious question. Who? Who? And, it, and, they, and there's no easy answer to that, is there? You know, maybe in due course we'll be looking at Rory Burns. But, you know, he's got one test century at this stage. He's had a decent summer, but I think it's a bit premature to be thinking of, of him as, an, uh, as a, a, an alternative. And I guess otherwise it's Ben Stokes, isn't it? And do we want to put that on his plate? I don't know. Just being uh, ushered off the field, I think there's... Uh well, there is a lawnmower on the way, but I don't think it's got it much, looks, much looks to do with that. Didn't it? it looks, a man pushing a lawnmower. We were, we were taking our life in our hands. <laughs> this is uh, living really close to the edge here. Um, well, as we, as we make our way off the field, just in, in summary, as a, a, an England, uh, someone who's followed England for many, many years, you know, they will be coming into this series, hoping to win, of course. But, you know, what, what three things would you say at the end of the series that they look back on? If it's to be successful, what three key areas would you say they're looking at? Oh, good question. I think they've been looking for a settled opening partnership for a very long time, since that Strauss and Cook fella. Uh, and to be fair, even the last year of Strauss, he was in decline. So we're going back to sort of like 2011, mm. since England had a really good opening partnership. So that is probably the number one thing. I think also it's an interesting series for Leach uh, in that uh, he's got an opportunity here and he's deserved his opportunity. Um, he, has, he, he, he lacks the potency of Moen Ali, there's no way around that. But he also is much more uh, economical. He's probably a bit more reliable, you know. Uh, he went for two, 2.15 I think, in the first innings of the tour game. He didn't look at all threatening, but he did offer his captain control. So it'll be an interesting series for him. And the other thing is, you know, there is a transition going on with the uh, Seamers. You know, Jimmy Anderson, he can't go off forever. Stuart Broad, the same. Joffre has come in, that's brilliant. But Sam Curran's been given an opportunity. And can he make it as a third Seamer at test level? Uh, I don't think we know the answer to that. He's obviously got an opportunity here ahead of Chris Wokes. But even if uh, some of these things don't work out, if England can find the answers to these questions, they will feel that they've made a little bit of progress. Personally, I think that Sibley and Burns is the right choice, and I'm fairly positive that that will work out. But, you know, who knows? The great uncertainties of sport, and that's why we love it. Absolutely. George, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much. We'll be back at following day one. The weather absolutely set fair for the first uh, four or five days of this test match. So um, we will be back and with plenty of cricket to, to talk about. Uh, you can review and subscribe to the following on Cricket Podcast at ACOS, Spotify and iTunes. You know the drill by now. But uh, return about this time tomorrow to look back at that day one. First ever time a test match has been played at this uh, small ground in the middle of New Zealand industrial estate you're listening to following on
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 